Hi guys, Alexa Curtis here, and you're listening to This Is Life Unfiltered. It's March 17th right now, and the past few days have been completely insane, to say the least of things, between the summit being canceled, my own mental health just really needing to be a priority, and then kind of trying to process everything. I have not had the easiest few days. So I have a founder on today's episode to help give you guys some feedback for dealing with your own mental health during this worldwide crisis, along with some advice for many of you who may be struggling with college quickly, abruptly ending, high school, or even just your companies, kind of what that means if you are a founder. So before I get into this episode, Make sure you're following This Is Life Unfiltered on social media at at T-I-L-U podcast, along with my social media at Alexa underscore Curtis. I also wanted to thank you all so much for the kind comments and questions and whatnot about the Be Fearless Summit. I found out on Thursday, um, about midday Thursday, that Berkeley had completely decided to prevent all events with 50 or more people. And I think for so many days, I was like, this is going to be fine. This is going to be fine. And then when I got that email, I was completely taken aback. I think not only because I have worked so hard on this for so many months, but also because financially, it is a huge burden to put on an event like this. I would say probably I spend maybe $15,000 from hiring graphic designers, PR, the video, the speakers, everything. And then I would say I get maybe half, three-fourths of that back from sponsors. And obviously, my goal with this is to build it up and then ideally sell it to a bigger brand or sponsor as passionate as I am about it. It's a lot of work. So for me to get that news and kind of have to take a step back, and I think we should all take this as a reminder that We can work an insane amount of hours. You can work 24-hour days, seven days a week. You can never have a break. You can hustle as much as you want and have no friends, no relationship. And then it might not even work out anyway. And I think that's kind of what I realized is for the past months, like getting up at 5 a.m. and working out and then working till 7 p.m. and like screaming at my assistant because I'm so fucking stressed out between like Also trying to make sure that like my mental health is okay and that I'm writing all of these emails and able to do all this and like financially kind of dividing and conquering all on my own. And then to have this canceled and I am trying to be like this wasn't a waste of time but there's a part of me that's like I wouldn't have known obviously that this is going to happen. But yeah in a sense it does feel like a waste of time and it feels like a huge immense financial waste kind of down, down the drain and things like you can't get back. Like if you're paying for a publicist, it's not like I can just be like, oh, you did your work, but I also need you to do it again in a month for free. It doesn't work like that. And so this is one of those times where as an entrepreneur, you have to be prepared and uh, always be willing to kind of fight back. And that's what I plan on doing. And that's what I advise many of you to do, even if you are at a point where you were pushed out of your college and it's kind of the end and you can't say bye to your friends and things like that, that we all just need to be prepared for our own sake of understanding that this is just how life goes and we can't be unprepared for situations like this by getting so comfortable. 
And so that's kind of where I'm at. I am going to re-download Instagram today because I've been off of it for a few days. And I took that time to kind of be with my boyfriend and, and my friends and just really live in the moment. And again, like I said, remind myself that I don't need to get up every day at 5 a.m. Like I don't need to work 100 hours a week because I should just relax. And I don't I don't know. I'm trying to kind of explain that in, in a really simple way. But I, I really just hope that everyone takes this as a reminder to to kind of breathe and live in the moment and and be kind to yourself during this time like I am trying to be as I deal with the situation at hand. And that's why today I wanted to talk with Julia. She's the founder of the Broglie Box. And after experiencing her own mental health challenges as a young adult and losing her brother Justin to suicide when he was 24, she decided to start this mental health box that she was kind enough to send to me. And when I got it in the mail, I was completely captivated by how there's companies out there like Birchbox and um, Ipsy and whatnot, but there was nothing out there like this box. So over the recent state of events, I wanted to have her on the podcast to talk and give her expertise to how we can all manage through this stressful time. And I also wanted to mention she is not a therapist or a licensed instructor. She is just a mental health advocate, and she has started this incredible company. So Julia, thank you so much for being here today with us. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. So I know that your own journey with mental health has not been the easiest. Tell us what you've personally struggled with during your life that stemmed you to create a box that talks so much and inspires so much about mental health. Yeah, so I've been dealing with mental health challenges for most of my life. I have suffered from depression, anxiety, OCD, perfectionism, um, and then lost my brother Justin to suicide coming up on six years ago. And after that experience was diagnosed with acute PTSD. So I've been kind of managing my own mental health for years and years and just always developing coping mechanisms and educating myself. And honestly, I I didn't really prioritize it for myself until after I experienced this crisis of losing my brother. And then after that experience, I I realized that there's actually so many tools and resources out there that um, no one should ever feel like they're not empowered to or don't deserve to feel better, um, which is how I felt before before I realized this. So I'm so happy to be in a position now where, um, you know, like you said, I'm not a therapist or trained mental health professional, but I, I have lived experience. And so you know, I talk to people all the time who are in the same boat as me and just really want to educate themselves. No, I love that. And I think it's so important for people to realize that they can take their own personal experiences and make something so good of it, like you have done with this box. Tell me about the box. How did you come up with that particular idea? And how did you make it feasible? I mean, the companies that are in this box, I know one of them was like a leg strap to kind of stretch with and there was a brain juice. How did you partner with these companies to create this box? Yeah, so um, the box is really based and the whole company actually is based on six pillars, which are very well researched in the mental health field. And we actually have an entire list of um, both contributors and um, just really like advisors who work in the mental health field. They're trained professionals or therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, um, dietitian. But the pillars are mindfulness. There's six of them. Mindfulness, um, fitness or movement, nutrition, gratitude, 
sleep and then relaxation and relaxation could include massage or aromatherapy. Um, and so when we're picking the items in the box, um, we usually stick to those six categories. Um, and so the products inside are really tied into those pillars and the vendors. I mean, we just like, it all started because after my brother died, I had this list of products and resources that it was just like an Excel list. And because my family was so open about my brother's suicide and because I was so op starting to open up more about my own mental health, people started coming to us and asking us for recommendations. And so I, I started this like giant list of, of companies and products that were helpful. And that's, I kind of like put it all together and was like, how do I get these products in front of people in a way that feels very warm and lighthearted. And also it's fun to receive something in the mail and um, mental health can be like a very scary topic, but it doesn't have to be. Um, and so that's why we include the products. And then we also have the magazine, the Peace of Mind magazine. And that magazine is really a collection of articles, self-help guides, resources, um, you know, different, the latest and greatest apps that are out there stretching exercises you can do, um, you know, just really looking at mental health from a holistic perspective, because many people don't think of it in that way. Like the fact that nutrition is one of our pillars, many people don't realize how, how much, you know, what you put into your body and what you consume, how it affects your mood. So, um, yeah, so basically just pulling from science, I'm actually a scientist, I'm a chemical engineer by degree. So I'm all about science and I, I love products that feel good, but also have sort of like a, a reason behind it. Um, and so we rely really heavily on, like I said, our therapist partners that get, are giving us recommendations as well as the vendors to prove to us that their product is helpful for our audience. Which product have you seen the best response from? I'm actually looking at the Daily Greatness Journal, which was in the box too, which is a really cool concept where you write every day something you're grateful for. And, and you put that in there. And I love that. But is there one product that is in this box that you think people are most helped by who are dealing or struggling with anxiety or mental health? It's hard. It's yeah, it's hard to say. Um, but the box. So one of my favorite items from past boxes, because they change every season is the way that the company works now. It's um, every season has there's a different set of items. Um, and so you got our winter box. But one like the, the product that people probably talk about the most is the weighted eye mask um, from Blank Quill. And we put that in our fall box. And it's to help people with sleep. And everyone knows about weighted blankets, I think, at this point. But um, we put an actual weighted eye mask. And it creates like an even distribution of pressure over your eyes and helps you get into a deeper state of REM. Um, and so that product is, it, I feel like, is really exciting to me. And then our current box, which just went out, um, it officially went out yesterday. The FedEx truck came and picked all of them up. Um, this box has a couple items that... I'm really excited about one is pinch me therapy dough. It was developed by a therapist and um, it's just a way to relax yourself and it smells really nice. We have a chroma cube, which is a, um, a brain teaser puzzle, which is like really timely because everyone's kind of stuck in the house right now. And, and this puzzle is interactive, but it also helps you practice mindfulness. Um, and, and yeah, so there, I could go on and on about products, so I'm not going to take too much time to do that, but, um, yeah, we're really excited about the products going out this time. And, um, but yeah, I would say like overall, the, the one that I hear about all the time is the weighted eye mask. 
And not only are you putting these boxes together, you've got a mecca of recipes and nutrition. I had asked you via email to send me some ways that you are advising people who are in their house or just trying to avoid even leaving, even though they might not have the coronavirus. Sure. Yeah. Again, these these are purely like my advice based on my um, you know the education that I've done. Um, as well as just things that have helped me. Um, and so the first one is educating yourself. I think it's really important to understand the facts, but it's not good to be ruminating over and, and creating hysteria um, and even more anxiety by you know, ch- watching the news all day or constantly like checking your Twitter feed for, you know, the latest and greatest outbreak. Um, it creates a lot of, it, I know for me personally, it's created a lot of stress if I'm thinking only about that all the time. Um, I think it's really important to have like one source that, you know, is credible like CDC and checking it and kind of like limiting yourself to checking it only once or twice a day. I think that's really important. Um, the next one is, is really to just keep moving. I, I think like the first couple of days, everyone was like, yeah, this is great. I'm going to sit on my couch. I'm going to binge watch shows. And it's, yeah, well, that's very tempting. It's not good for our mental health um, and, and or our physical health. And so I think it's really important to keep active. Um, my boyfriend and I had a dance party the other night and we've gone on walks around our neighborhood um, doing some YouTube workout videos um, and just getting some fresh air, I think is is really important. Um, and then the third one is to just stay in touch with your friends and family. So it's tempting because we feel very isolated and cut off from the world because we're stuck in our houses or stuck in our, you know, in our wherever we are. And I think it's important to to maintain that connection. So create a group chat with your friends or um, I have one with my with my family and send each other funny memes, check in with each other, ask each other how, how they're feeling. Um, if you're bored, maybe brainstorm some ways together how you can make use of your time. So, you know, my mom brought up a something that I'd been wanting, the hobby that I'd been wanting to work on, and I just don't have time for it. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I, I really should get back to that. Like, um, I love to paint and I don't, I don't do it that often because I don't have time. And she's like, if you have extra time, like this would be great. So those are my like three tips based on my experience and, and kind of what's, what I've seen, um, from our audience as helpful. I want to ask you, why are so many people so obsessed almost with going on the news? Like I seem to be the one person who is like the only person at the grocery store, not stocking up on years worth of toilet paper. But I am just really curious why people have gone into such a panic about this? Is it, do you think it's because people are scared of getting the virus or people scared of giving it? Is everyone just scared of the unknown? I think it's scared of the unknown. So this is the first time in a very long time that even like, or like government organizations are reacting in this way, like shutting, like in LA, they just shut down um, all bars and restaurants and movie theaters, any entertainment venues, Um, so this is the first time in a very, very long time that that's happened. And so I think people are just panicking because they don't know what's going to happen. Um, and sometimes fear of the unknown is, is the worst kind of fear. Um, and then, yeah, I think, I think people are turning to, to certain news sources to look for information and the way certain news sources, the way that they're presenting it is actually creating this hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you look at the facts, 80% of the cases are actually, and these are just, you know, facts that I've, I've looked up myself, but 
80% of the cases, if you, if you get the virus, it's mostly flu-like symptoms and pretty mild. Um, and, you know, I think the whole isolation thing is really to flatline the virus and, cre- and create, um, oh, or sorry, uh, what's the word? Um, not create it to be widespread, sure. right? So it's a prevention technique. It's not, it's not like, but it, uh, unfortunately people are um, misunderstanding that. So I, I can relate to it because at first I was looking at the news and trying to find more information, but a lot of the time it's just the same information over and over again. Um, and then they create hype when there's a new case or something and it's over-exaggerated. But unfortunately, um, that's what it is. So we have to just uh, keep that in mind as we're consuming information, just really keep keep our own barrier and our own filters up. A hundred percent. What can you advise someone who is looking at the news and just completely overwhelmed and anxious, how can you advise them? What is the first thing they should do when they start freaking out and just getting so stressed? Yeah. So what helps me is really to just take a step back, close your eyes and practice breathing techniques. Um, number one. Um, so a favorite breathing technique of mine is called square breathing and it's just breathing in for four seconds count um, holding it for four seconds, breathing out for four seconds, and then holding it for four seconds and repeating that a couple times. Um, because what happens when you start to panic, you actually start taking in more oxygen and taking in more air and hyperventilating. And so it's really, the breath is so powerful. And so when you have these breathing exercises that you're doing, it can help calm you down. Um, I think after you've become a little bit more calm, again, stating the facts. So what is fact versus what is hysteria? Um, you know, understanding like what the truth is and what, or what is speculation. So there's a lot of things people are speculating might happen. It's like, okay, is that actually going to happen? Maybe, but here's what I know to be true. That's, I think that's another helpful thing. Um, another thing is just like grounding yourself. So there's something really powerful about, you know, like placing your feet on the earth and, and it seems, it seems kind of silly to me at first, the first time that a therapist told me to do this, but it's actually so powerful to just feel like, okay, I'm on the earth. I feel the ground on my feet and I'm safe. I'm safe and everything's going to be okay. I'm here. And just kind of stating that to yourself and really, really grounding yourself. Um, it's also helpful to lay down and you get more like surface area of earth. That can also be helpful. Our breathing patterns change when our body goes into fight or flight mode, which is exactly what's happening when you're panicking. So when you're in fight or flight mode, you have a heightened, you have, your senses are heightened, your cortisol levels are shooting up. Um, and so you're breathing actually a lot faster because your, your body is telling you that you need more adrenaline, you need more air. Um, and so by, breathe, by doing these breathing exercises, you're bringing yourself back down to a normal state and a calm state. Um, it, it's really powerful and there's actually a lot of science behind it. Um, and so just being able to really have control over your breath um, and focus on your breath and kind of bring your mind back to that versus going into the spinning thoughts of panic. I think it feels different for everyone, but um, from what I've from what I've experienced personally and from what I've talked to other people about, it's literally like you feel like you're going into cardiac arrest. Um, so you start sweating and your heart rate is like through the roof and it feels like it feels like physical. It doesn't just feel like, oh, my mind is spinning and I'm anxious. It feels very physical, like your body takes over. Um, for me, I, I get um, like along with the sweating and the raised heartbeat, 
Um, I also have symptoms like IBS type symptoms where I'm like in the bathroom, <laughs> like not to be like, like too much information, but, um, you know, that's a very common one as well, where you feel like you're going to be sick. Um, and so I think that's the difference between just anxiety and actually panicking is it, your, your body, you feel it through your body. Like it's very physical. Okay. So going forward, once this whole pandemic epidemic, whatever ends, which it will, how can we all be prepared for something like this to hopefully never happen again. But even on a smaller scale, I think that enough people are not aware about mental health and what can be triggers like constantly checking the news or not leaving the house to stem more anxiety and depression. So how can you tell us going forward to be more prepared for heightened anxiety and depression in times of a crisis? Yeah, so this is the time when you're feeling the best is the best time to practice these habits um, for healthy mental health practices. Um, and that's when you can really create, like I said, create these habits so that when a crisis does occur, you're better prepared because you've already, you've already like figured it out. And so you have your system. Um, and so like, you know, just going back to the six pillars, like, identify what relaxation techniques work for you. Um, have some mindfulness practices in place. So whether that's, um, you know, we put these mindfulness in the go cards in one of the boxes and there's like a deck of 52 cards that have different mindfulness, um, activities. And so maybe picking a couple of those that you can practice so that it just becomes natural if a crisis occurs, um, fitness or movement, like, you know, these are like, this is something that we recommend during a crisis and, and during the regular day, like having a, and, and fitness could mean different for things for everyone. Like maybe choosing to walk up the stairs versus the elevator, um, or going for a 10 minute walk after work every day, um, or going to a class, you know, like not everyone, everyone thinks like, Oh, I'm going to go to the gym like seven days a week. And that'll be like my fitness practice. It's like, okay, is that is that that's great, but is that realistic for your lifestyle or your schedule? Um, so yeah, and then nutrition, like you know, maybe maybe nutrition to you means the first step means drinking more water. Um, maybe it means cutting out a little less sugar. Um, maybe it means incorporating some turmeric spice in your diet. Um, you know, it could mean a lot of different things, but practicing those habits, um, gratitude practice. You mentioned the daily greatness journal. I love that one. We actually put a gratitude journal in our, or sorry, a gratitude jar in our, um, spring box. So it's a glass jar and there's a little notepad and pencil and you can write down one thing you're grateful for every day and kind of like watch the jar fill up with all your gratitudes, which is really powerful. Um, sleep, sleep hygiene is so important. Getting, um, getting the number of hours, but also winding down for the day. So, um, we've put blue blocking glasses in a box in the past because, um, at night, especially you're, you're taking all this blue light in and it can really mess up your sleep. And there's so much data around, um, how a good night's sleep can, can better both your physical and your mental health. So I would say just like go back to those six pillars, identify one thing in each category that you can do um, to practice so that you're more prepared for when a crisis hits. And on the topic of exercising, how exactly can you exercise when you're at home? 
So I think there's actually lots of options. Um, so there's tons of YouTube videos. And if you need a recommendation, I can give you one. Um, I have some apps on my phone, like the Tone It Up app. I absolutely love. They have on-demand workouts. Um, like I said, it could be dance parties. Like my boyfriend and I blasted mm-hmm. Bruno Mars the other night and just had like a dance party to ourselves. Um, walking around the neighborhood, um, doing, we put, um, a jump rope, we put a resistance band in one of our past boxes. So there's so many things you can do just at home, even with body weight and you can follow along on YouTube and it makes it very simple actually. Julia, as a founder on, and a more of a separate note, being an entrepreneur myself too. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs, small businesses right now are really struggling during this time. If there's other entrepreneurs out there who are listening to this, how are you personally dealing with this, whether it's financially or mentally, um, you know, a lack of people purchasing the box ETC during this kind of time? We, we haven't seen any like financial hits late, like recently, um, which, you know, knock on wood, but you know, there's always that worry that is it, is it going to come that people aren't going to be buying? Um, but just the state in general, like I've really tried to utilize this time to like to have more time knowing that people are in front of their computers, they're stuck at home. Um, but it, it can be really stressful for, for small businesses that, you know, we don't know this, we don't know what tomorrow might look like. Um, and so I definitely feel for everybody. I definitely feel for everybody out there. And I, I keep thinking like, if anything happens to our shipping partners, we won't be able to ship, but fingers crossed that doesn't happen. Um, and I know I, I keep telling myself that we're going to get through this, you know, like there is an end in sight and all of the precautions that are being taken right now are to make those make this time shorter. So like the fact that everything's shutting down, it's really just to it's really to shorten that that time of that happening. Otherwise, it would drag out for so much longer than it would need to if we don't take the the time now to do those things. So I'm just trying to be as positive as possible and really um, flipping the flipping the the script on instead of ruminating over the negativity, I'm trying to say like, well, now I have all this time to reach out to people and um, follow up with emails. I actually, I've actually had more conference calls in the past week than I think <laughs> I've had in, in the like in months, because everyone's just suddenly wanting to ha- or having the time to connect and get back to me, which is great. So. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, this is what I was telling people, like, this is the perfect time to spend more time doing stuff, I guess, that, that you really love or kind of your your passion project. And, and I also want to make it clear that the government, from what I've seen, is really working on giving out loans to small businesses. This is a worldwide situation. And, and if we can all kind of be kinder to ourselves and, and remind us during that time, especially when we're home, then I think it kind of can ease some of the pain around this um, and, and make it a little bit easier. But Julia, thank you so much for being on the podcast today, where can everyone get the box, find out more about you on social media? Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so honored to be on your podcast. And if you want more information about the box, um, you can just go to our website, which is brogliebox.com. And that's B-R-O-G-L-I-E-B-O-X.com. And then our Instagram is at the brogliebox. And we've been posting little tips and tricks on how to deal with, um, you know, some anxiety around the current state. So 
definitely check that out. And then my personal Instagram is at jules.b underscore. So thank you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode. I will link everything about Julia below where you can not only purchase the box, but additionally find out more on Brogly and how to take care of your mental health during this time. Reminder to take care of your mental health during this time, whether it's waking up and using Headspace. There's no excuse now. It's literally free. They've made Headspace completely free. Or even trying Julia's concept of the breathing. That kind of technique can be really beneficial. Hang in there until this time passes. Make sure to follow the podcast on social media at at T-I-L-U podcast, as well as my personal social media, which is at Alexa underscore Curtis. Have a good week, guys. Bye. (music) 